Welcome to the Monday edition of Couch Potato Diary after a wild weekend in the National Football League. I am Peter Klein. Thank you guys so much for downloading it today. We are coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is a leading locally owned cleaning company in Calgary. They offer their corporate clients flexible plans and use a dedicated app to keep in contact with their clientele 24-7. We thank Clearwater Cleaning Solutions for being the studio sponsor for the show and And we also would like to thank you for downloading and listening to the show today. Um, You can get in touch with the show, Twitter and Instagram. I am at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Shout out to Wasted Talent for the music. So the NFL season comes down to the last possible second before we figure out who the playoff teams are. And that Raider Charger game, obviously, it's madness for me. But just even if you weren't a fan, the the ups and downs of that game and the different storylines and the unique nature of that game because of the potential tie that could have the Steelers um, knocked out of the playoffs if those two teams just tied it. it. It's I've never seen anything like it in sports in my life. It, it was unbelievable to to watch and the the storyline coming out of this one is the timeout that the um chargers coach daly makes with just a few moments left 38 seconds left in the game five seconds left on the play clock he calls the timeout and everyone is assuming that that pissed the raiders off to the point where they were like okay well fuck you we're gonna try to win this game now I really don't think it was that big of a deal. I think it was a coat. Now, you can make the the case why did it take you so long to call that timeout and understand that your team was not situated in the best way to make a potential stop. But the reason, the singular, the only, I I don't like to have games come down to, to just one thing, but the, capital letters, the single reason the Los Angeles Chargers are not getting ready for a playoff game right now is because they could not stop Josh Jacobs with the game on the line. The the timeout storyline is a fun one. It's going to be the main one because of how unique this whole setup was with a tie and everything like that. But the Chargers timeout didn't cost them. The Chargers poor play cost them. You make anything resembling a stop on one of the on any of the Josh Jacobs runs in overtime and your team is playing in the playoffs right now you back in on a tie but still your team is playing in the playoffs right now this coach made some questionable decisions there is no doubt and he has a lot of learning to do and a lot of growing up to do and I think year two for this Chargers team is going to be I I think a very important one with everyone in this organization. But a timeout didn't cost them. Them sucking at run defense cost them. And we talked about the Chargers' inability to stop the run, potentially hurting them, and it did here. That that was undeniable, the, the storyline coming into this one for the Chargers, and it was undeniable again that it cost them in this game. For LA, I really thought Herbert played very, very well in this game. He just needed anyone to step up and make a play, and they couldn't. Not a running back, not a receiver, not a tight end. Aside from Bosa and Nwosu on the defensive side, no one on defense made a play that they needed to. They need, that quarterback is so talented. He needed someone to step up in a big time way, and no one did. And it was, you were frustrated for him. I love the hell out of it as a Raider fan, but you were frustrated for him because he's making all these plays and he's making all these great throws and Eckler's looking the wrong way and Keenan Allen's making a drop and Jared Cook is, is making a drop at the goal line. Mike Williams makes a catch with the season on the line, but still, there's just no one, 
No one, no one, no one stepped up for that quarterback. For the Raiders, what an unbelievable season to go 10-7 and with not just losing a quarterback and a star wide receiver, a developing star wide receiver, but losing them in the manner that they did and continuing to fight and continuing to claw back. And even with your season on the line, to have a couple of wins like they've had here down the stretch, the it's it's so overstated in sports, but the heart and determination of this team is undeniable. And now, how do you not feel happy for Derek Carr, who has played his entire career, has seen the Raiders in the playoffs once, and he had to watch because he broke his ankle. He now gets to play a postseason game. And Max Crosby now, with everything he has gone through in his life, to be a star player on a playoff team. And Rich Bisaccia, to only get this opportunity because the guy before you was an asshole. And to have to come into that odd of a situation and to when you get brought in everyone's reaction is who and to lead this team to this point is nothing short of incredible and I I really feel like the 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 Raiders should be extremely proud uh, of this one and I don't think they're going to make a very far run in the playoffs but just an, an unbelievable season and speaking from a Raider fan perspective there was zero seconds of this season that I was willing to believe that this team would do what they did. Uh, even like down to the final moments of that overtime game. It was, uh, I don't know. He's probably going to miss the field goal. He's probably going to get blocked and the Chargers is going to return it for a touchdown. Like it just, I was never able to believe and it was just, it was such an incredible ride. The opposite end of that, the Indianapolis Colts, there is no question. This is the worst loss of the season. And one of the worst losses in the history of the National Football League. All you need to do is beat the worst team in the NFL, and you are in. That is it. That is all you... The easiest scenario of the day. Beat Jacksonville, a dumpster fire of a franchise. Just embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing from the Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz has one more year on his deal before the cuts. Uh, the Colts can cut him for free. He needs a huge year next year. Not, oh, well, boy, it'd be nice. No, 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 no. His career relies on him having a big year next year because he is in the situation all the excuses are gone Uh, oh well he's he wasn't with a coach who he was driving with well now he's with the coach that everyone says gets the most out of him and he's got a guy who is a potential MVP candidate at running back and you have a couple of maybe they need another wide receiver there but that wasn't the reason this team lost it was all on the shoulders of Carson Wentz on Sunday Jacksonville didn't even play that well like they played well for Jacksonville but as far as playoff NFL football goes that wasn't a great performance that was the Colts handing them that game again I cannot stress enough how embarrassing this performance was from the Indianapolis Colts and just how dead they looked. They shouldn't have lost to the Raiders, and they damn sure should not have lost this game to Jacksonville. For the Jags, this is all you wanted from this game. I mean, a win is fantastic, but to have Trevor Lawrence show anything resembling the number one overall pick in the draft, you finally saw some flashes from this dude that made you think, okay, this is someone now that you can feel comfortable with going into year two, hopefully in a better situation. Pittsburgh taking on Baltimore. This one was a bowling shoe ugly game. I still, I am not seeing what the commentators are seeing with Ben Roethlisberger. Yes, they won this game, but it it was just, it was crazy to me. Receivers diving all over the place and you're getting, oh, what a throw from Ben Roethlisberger. Like, it was, 
it was frustrating to listen to them falling over themselves to praise Ben Roethlisberger at the the slightest whatever. Oh, sure, he was wide open, but the only place that receiver could catch that pass was down by his shins. That's a phenomenal play by the quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. What a play, Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisbergering all over this field. Um, that defense is legit in Pittsburgh, and they're going to cause some problems for sure. But Ben just he doesn't have it, and it just he is surrounded with one of the most talented. Um, skill position groups in the National Football League, and it's it's the exact same as Peyton Manning with the the Denver Broncos a few years ago, where he just had nothing left, and a talented team dragged him kicking and screaming to a Super Bowl. I don't think this team gets to that point, but clearly the the talent on this team is making up for a lack of quarterback play. For Baltimore, an incredibly frustrating lost season. If Lamar Jackson is ready the last couple of weeks, this team moonwalks into the playoffs. They now need to build around this quarterback. He still needs another stud-wide receiver, Hollywood Brown, with a couple of key drops that you just cannot have in a game where you have a young backup quarterback who, by the way, some of those, oh, how come someone doesn't trade for uh, Huntley this offseason? Those stories dried up real quick, hey, because he looked awful in this game. But the quarter, the, the, the star wide receiver, Hollywood Brown, does not bail him out. This team needs a legitimate number one wide receiver. I haven't looked at free agency yet, but this is a team that needs to go out and spend some money to help out their quarterback because that there's just not enough there in Baltimore. Uh, a couple quick ones here in the AFC. Tennessee survives a touch of a scare. Just enough that it was fine, we'll win then. Uh, but an unbelievable season to take the one seed, and now you have an extra week to get Derrick Henry ready. And I've been saying for a bit, Mike Vrabel is the coach of the year in the National Football League this year. To to lose a guy who is the focal point of your offense, the improvements his team made defensively as the season went along, still not what I would consider a good defense, but a defense that is going to... Um, at least not lose you games. And now you have a quarterback who, uh, again, not going to lose you games, but you're getting the dude back at running back. This team, you don't have to go into Kansas City this year. You don't have to go into Buffalo or to, to Foxborough or whatever. Everything runs through you. Fantastic spot for Tennessee. Well-deserved and incredible season for the Titans. Buffalo did what they needed to do. Good to see the hometown fans get to celebrate. I still think this team has enough to make some noise in the postseason. The Patriots are turning into a pumpkin at the worst time. They couldn't stop anything at all that game. And it it really seems like they used up all that magic on Monday night and are now a franchise that has quite a bit of question marks going into this postseason. And People have lost a lot of money betting against Bill Belichick this season, and I lost some thinking this Patriots team was not going to make the playoffs, but they are not coming into this on a strong point. That was a concerning effort in a game that was still important for New England. On the NFC side, an incredible comeback for San Francisco for the 49ers as they beat the Rams with the season on the line. Debo Samuel proving he is the weapon in San Francisco. Um, Kyle Shanahan gets a lot of talk about being an offensive genius. I could have figured this one out. Hey, get that dude the ball as many times as possible. He is one of the most talented players in the National Football League. The main controversy in this game was Jimmy Garoppolo getting the start with a hurt thumb over Trey Lance. And everyone is so excited about the potential of Trey Lance. But with my season on the line, if Jimmy Garoppolo can kind of go, I'm going to let him try to kind of go just Hoping, like, just get the ball to these guys and let them do their thing. That has always been Jimmy Garoppolo's thing, and he is the one who 
has to at least try to not screw this up. And it looked like they were done early, down 17-0, but a good late drive at the end of the first half. And we hear it all the time. Oh, well, maybe that could be a momentum builder. And you kind of roll your eyes at it sometimes. There was no rolling the eyes at this one. This was a game changer for this team. Not a massive loss for the Rams, but it's a game they wanted and it's a game they didn't get, and that's concerning. Uh, the defense came up with some big plays, but just not enough late, and it really just seemed like they took their foot off of the gas, but definitely not the momentum builder you want going into the postseason. Really worried about Arizona. This is a bad loss as they drop 38-30 to to Seattle. They couldn't cover anything down the field, and now taking on the Rams in the first round of the playoffs... Cooper Cup is going to have a field day with them. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to light this team up. I have great concerns about Arizona heading into the, the postseason. This was a team that looked unstoppable early on, but now if you can stop Chandler Jones or even just slow him down enough that you have a chance to look to attack this secondary deep down the field, this team is in a lot of trouble. It, it's still a positive season for Arizona, right? Like, this is still in their progression. This is still overall a good year. You have got to the playoffs. That was a key. But how this season started compared to where it is at now, it ain't even close. And that's a problem for Arizona. Good for Seattle to get out of the season with a win. We'll see what Russell Wilson does now. Um, there are some pieces there. Like, I was, I was watching the game, and obviously Penny has been hurt. Um, and Chris Carson was hurt for a bit this year. But you have those two guys at running back. You have Lockett and Metcalf at receiver. And Russell Wilson, a quarterback. How is this a bad football team? Like, you just have to have average everywhere else. And you're going to be a good team. And they haven't even been able to do that. So, I'm... Uh, as we are recording this, nothing has come down about what's going on in Seattle. But we'll see if um, if that changes. Such a frustrating season for New Orleans. They closed it with a win, and that was good to see. Uh, but Jameis Winston goes down. Demarius Thomas never plays. Alvin Kamara gets hurt. Then Taysom Hill gets hurt. And you are still an overtime result away... A 17-point comeback from another team away from being able to make it into the postseason. This team earned all of my respect. And I got a ton of respect for Sean Payton and the, the coaching job he did this season. Um, I, I thought he did phenomenal. And with, with some not great situations, they were still able to be competitive in almost every game. And I think you look defensively now. I wonder if Dennis Allen starts to get a look at some of these coaching vacancies because he has done a great job with not always a ton of talent in New Orleans on the defensive side of the ball. He got a coaching gig way too early with the Raiders and has now really proven that he is someone I think deserving of another shot. Last one here. We're not going to run through every game. Good for the Lions, man. Not going for the pick, going for the win. This is, again, how you establish winning cultures. It was bugging the piss out of me that Scott Hansen on Red Zone kept saying, I can't, they're, they're, they're going to give up the, the number one pick. And it's like, no, 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 no. A, this isn't a year where you need the number one overall pick. Like, it's just, it's not. The the top two guys, I, I think in the, the draft, I, I haven't done a deep dive in the draft yet, but so far, seems like those top two pass rushers, relatively interchangeable in terms of like needing the number one overall pick and getting number number two overall. This is a team that just needs good players, but this is mainly a team that needs to establish some form of a winning culture. And going or winning three games in a 17-game season isn't necessarily the way you do that, but it's the way they played. Look at the... We'll, we'll get to the Giants in a little bit, but you look at this one compared to the Giants' loss, it ain't even close. I, I love what Detroit is doing there, not to the point of, hey, watch out for the Lions next year, but you have the rest of the division potentially making a change. I think Detroit is at least starting something properly. And we haven't even been able to say that about Detroit for a while. The 
music that you hear is provided by Wasted Talent. Find them on Instagram at Wasted Talent with X's where the A's would be. And find their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. So now we get into Black Monday as we have some coaching firings. Just as we are uh, recording this podcast, Dave Gettleman has retired as the Senior Vice President and General Manager for the New York Giants. I imagine his retirement papers were drawn up for him as he walked into the building today. That This one is no surprise. This is one of the worst built rosters in the National Football League and a team that just needs an entire rehaul, uh, an entire overhaul to try to get out of just this absolute disaster that they are in. Joe Judge needs to be fired. There, There is little question in my mind. Joe Judge, the second Brian Flores was fired, and we'll get to that one in a minute, but the second Brian Flores was fired, the, the Giants should have, oh, uh, sorry, I know, Joe, we're in a meeting right now. Uh, you're gone. Pack your bags. You're out of here. I don't know what accent that was, but they need to do it in that accent. It's required. This was an embarrassing finish to the season. You look at the efforts down the stretch of Jacksonville, Houston, Detroit, and the Jets, and you look at the Giants, it's pathetic what the Giants were not able to do. And spare me the backup quarterbacks in there. You you go out and spend that kind of money on receivers and that kind of draft capital on receivers. And it's just, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. It didn't matter in Houston, didn't matter. In Jacksonville, didn't matter. In Detroit, they still came out and played like they gave a damn. And the Giants played like they couldn't wait to get out of every single game they played. And then you had Joe Judge go on some weird rant um, in the middle of the this down stretch, talking about how players are dying to come to the New York Giants. No, they're not. It, it's an absolute embarrassing fra- They They are definitely in the worst spot right now of any franchise in the NFL. And quite frankly, it is not even close. Minnesota cleaning house is, uh, I think, relatively expected. You can't have a defensive coach and then have a team struggle defensively. That is 100 times out of 100 going to get a coach fired. The general manager getting fired makes sense too. Rick Spielman is out as well. They make a great trade to bring in Jefferson, but the rest of this roster is just flawed. And I I bought into it because I thought two years ago, they got hit pretty hard by guys pulling out of the season for COVID. And I thought this year you're going to be able to to rebound from that. And they just didn't. And I think they were kind of banking on having a rebound from a number of guys as well. Kirk Cousins is the one that everyone's going to focus on. And when you go to a sport track page right now, it just, it crashes. Everyone is looking at it. He has one year left on his deal and then he can, then, then he is a, a free agent. It was a fully guaranteed contract and you appreciate the precedence that was set. It was just on the wrong guy. These two bet on the wrong horse and it cost them their job. That, that is, I, I think that is it plain and simple. But I think this is an attractive job, both for a coach and a general manager. You have one of the best receivers in the league in Jefferson. You have one of the better complimentary receivers in the league in Adam Thielen. You have a very good running back in Dalvin Cook. And there are at least a couple of pieces on the defensive side of the ball that you can build around. So I think for Minnesota, it's not going to be difficult to get a GM, but this next step is going to be a very difficult one to, to take, but I think a very important one for this franchise. We'll see where they go with the next coach and general manager. In Chicago, it's funny, these two teams play each other and then they, they both light everything on fire. We've known for a bit that it was time to start over in Chicago and now here we go. Both coach and GM out. And now again, what are you getting with this Chicago job? You're getting Justin Fields and aside from that, 
Not a whole lot on this offense. I guess Mooney looks pretty good offensively, and David Montgomery has had some flashes. Allen Robinson's kind of done. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, like they just they didn't play well enough, even with guys like Khalil Mack um, in and out. But there's again a couple of talented pieces on this team. But you you kind of have the car the quarterback, and that's it. And as we've talked about before, that's not really the way you want to build. Um, not really the way you want to build a franchise. But at least you have. Uh, something there, a quarterback. I don't know if you have the franchise guy there, a quarterback, but at least you have something there at the quarterback position now. So we'll we'll see what this team is able to build going forward. The Miami Dolphins one is the shocker of the day. As uh, Coach Flores is out, he did it the exact right way in Miami. He built the culture that you want. When everyone was talking about tanking for Tua, he came in, and got this team to play their asses off every single night. And they still end up getting Tua because um, the, the star Alabama quarterback starts to have some issues with injuries. And you end up getting the guy anyway. But this was the example of how you want to build things. But it was also the example of how difficult it was to go from the next, to, to make that next step. To go from, okay, now we are a team that has expectations. How do we handle this? They didn't handle it well, even a little bit. And it ended up costing them. Now, that being said, I still think they handled the adversity this season properly. You have a team that loses seven in a row, and they don't give up. You have rumors swirling around your quarterback. A lot of them centered around a dude you know very well, as Flores has the ties to Deshaun Watson. Even with rumors that Flores' eye was wandering, he never wavered on Tua. He gave him all the chances in the world. I think he is the coaching prospect of the offseason. In Denver, Vic Fangio gets fired. Not a super shock. I don't, he never really had the quarterback, but I, I do think that there were flaws on this Denver team that coaching may have been able to help out a little bit. I, I don't think coaching was the main issue, but it also wasn't a solution there. And so a, a change needed to be made because th- this was this was supposed to be a turnaround year. You have a quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater, albeit a quarterback who got hurt down the stretch, but you have a quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater who's going to not lose you games and you have enough talent around him, both on the offensive and defensive side of the ball, that sh- you should be able to do something. And Vic Fangio just never was able to, to get that done. Still one of the better defensive minds in the NFL. I would imagine he gets gets a coordinator job before uh, he gets uh, another head coaching job. So that's it for the the NFL conversation on the show. Just a couple of quick hitters before we get out of here today. Uh, the college football national championship game. It is Georgia against Alabama tonight. I really wanted to side with Georgia in this game, but then I heard someone say, you mean I can get Nick Saban and the Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback? I will take that all day. And I don't really have a compelling argument against that. I think this will be a very close game. I think this is going to be a potential classic. I think you have a Georgia team that is really pissed off about how things went in the SEC championship game. And now they've had a bit of time to prepare for Alabama once again. I I, I always look forward to these national championship games. There's always some interesting gadgets that get thrown in and always some interesting adjustments that have been made. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast tonight. I'm I'm really 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 looking forward to it. I I think Georgia takes it still, but I am I'm staying so far away from this one from a, a betting perspective. And how could we not end with the feel good story of the weekend? And that's Clay Thompson. He was just it, it was so you felt frustrated for him seeing how everything went down 
with the the injury in Game Six of the the nineteen championship against Toronto, and then missing the entire next season, and on and on and on. To to have him come back, it, it's just it's great to see. He is universally loved in the NBA, and if he gives the Warriors anything, this team is already stupid good. Even if he's just stand in the corner, shoot three guy, and just get in the way on defense then look out for this Golden State Warriors. You could already look out for this Golden State Warriors team, but everyone who was just penciling in, oh my gosh, they're so good and they're getting Clay back. I, I don't think he's going to be Clay at the peak of his powers, at least not yet. But if he is anywhere close to that at the beginning of the postseason, holy crap, watch out for the Golden State Warriors. And now I am so fascinated to see the next step of this is does this team make a move to go all in right now? Because you have some young players that you have drafted that... I think would be very interesting trade pieces. And now you have the two shooters out there again. Everyone talks about, oh, wow, spacing issues. If you had whatever, no, 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 no. Spacing's a bit different when you have Clay Thompson and, and Steph Curry out there. You never really have to worry about spacing when you have two of the best shooters in the history of the sport side by side. So for Golden State and for the entire NBA, it's just a better place when Clay Thompson is in there. I'm sure Cleveland disagrees, but still awesome to see. Clay Thompson get back out there. That's going to do it for the show today. Again, we are coming to you from the Clearwater Cleaning Solutions broadcast studio. Clearwater Cleaning Solutions is running a competition. They've decided to sponsor one lucky winner with one month of free singing lessons with Sing It. All you have to do is email a video of why you should win and a snippet of you singing your favorite song to Adele at clearwatercleaningsolutions.com. That's A-D-E-L-E at clearwatercleaningsolutions.com and do that before January 31st, 2022. If you want to get in touch with me, you can do so on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I am at primetimecline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk. You can email the show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. The music's been provided by Wasted Talent. Find their producer on Instagram at Tommy Fresh Music. If you want more from me, Sports Rundown podcast coming out later this week on the Fresh Take Network. Have two more podcasts on this feed on Wednesday and Friday. And We Had No Idea, the general history podcast that I am on with my wife, comes out every Wednesday morning. Check for part two of our Cold War series coming out then. It's been a blast of a football season. Now we're getting into the fun stuff in the playoffs. Looking forward to chatting with you all about it as we continue on Couch Potato Diary. Um, Talk to you guys a couple more times this week. I'm out.